Day six reflection. My inner supply instantly and constantly takes on form and experience according to my needs and desires. And as the principle of supply and action, it is impossible for me to have any needs or unfulfilled desires. It's a constant reminder that wealth creation is an inside job, that wealth, that abundance, the health, everything we need that has to happen inside first, and then the outside uh, re- the outside reality will rise to match that. Uh, Joe Dispenza talks a great deal about everything having a frequency. So if you're a broadcast tower, if you're a cell tower, what frequency are you emitting right now? Because if it's lack, if it's desperation, that's a much lower frequency than you know, joy, um, excitement, passion, you know, all of that. If you look at Esther Hicks, emotional vibrance scale, you know, those are way, way high in the twenties and the 21 and the 23. And if you think about hate, revenge, um, anger, all of those are very low numbers, like one, two, three. So ask yourself what, if you're a broadcast tower, what frequency are you sending out into the world? Because if in fact, you know, I keep going back to the example of Paris, but if, you know, my idea of having these three, you know, high premium clients doing strategy with me in Paris, that's a very high vibrational um, aspiration. And if I'm not vibrating at that level, then how is that person going to find me? How is that opportunity going to find me? Somebody said to me one time, why not me? Right. Why not you, Joya? Why why not you to have the strategy sessions in Paris while you're there for a month? Why, why not you? It's going to be somebody, right? So it should be someone. So letting go of old habits, letting go of old identity, letting go of old pricing or what you deem as your value or your contribution to your business or whatever, whatever the leadership role is. Why, why is it not you that's stepping up and having this delightful guilt-free opportunity to serve others and be in a place of harmony for yourself. Dr. Joe Vitale asked this question, how good can you stand it? How good can you stand it? Like if you got all your wishes in the world, in other words, all of my VIP days, Istanbul, Barcelona, Florence, Paris, if all of them were filled and I got to fly first class to every single one of those destinations, how good can I stand it? And how does that make you feel? I mean, that's the tale of like, that's the stuff that, you know, Dumbledore and, and Narnia and all those fantastical worlds are made of. But again, like, why not? Why not me? Why not you? And, you know, um, in the illusion of money um, by Kyle Cease, he also has another great analogy and that's the inflated beach ball analogy. So when you think about what's blocking you from what's on the other side of the door, what, what's holding you back, right? You don't walk around with an inflated beach ball because you're going to miss out on what's behind the other, what's on the other side of the door. Cause you can't fit through the door. You can't even yeah. check it out. So it's so much better if you're going to have a beach ball deflated walk through the door and then decide if you're going to inflate it or not, but give yourself the chance to actually walk through the door. So again, how good can good be? You, You have to be able to remove some of these things and open yourself up for experiencing what has already happened and living in that moment, like you described with Joe Dispenza as if Paris has already happened or as if I'm standing in front of, you know, a thousand, 10,000 women helping them understand how to really level up and build their businesses. 
you know, J.K. Rowling gave a commencement speech at Harvard. And when she first got up, the imposter syndrome was large and in charge. You know, she's like, I remember when I graduated from college, my parents, even though I told them I wanted to be a novelist, they had experienced poverty. They didn't want it for me. And so they swayed me another direction. And she's like, and then here I was, my marriage had imploded. I was a single mother and all I had was a big idea and a typewriter. And so she's like, you know, there's something about hitting rock bottom that strips you down to your essentials. And she's like, my my core was still that I wanted to be a novelist. And she's like, it's there's something beautiful about being stripped that laid bare in life because she got to work and now her net worth is, you know, over a billion, maybe more. Um, but it took, you know, kind of taking her down to the studs to be able to put pen to paper and create this empire, this this thing that she's created and, and born into the world. Now, Joe Dispenza says, you know, we don't have to get to that point where you've got cancer or you've, you're dying or you're, um, you, you've lost your job and you're down to your last penny. You know, you can start to live in the experience and be thankful for it now and, and bring all of it into your reality. And with that, I'm going to reflect on something you mentioned in day five, reflection, courage. It's, it's crossing that bridge and it's going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And and that's okay. And it should. That's that's part of the journey that you're going to experience as you continue to grow and rise to that level of vibration that you discussed also. So I think there's a lot to be said, but be prepared for some of that. And that's okay. That's not a bad thing at this point. You know, it's something to really relish in and just take the courage to be able to make the next step one step at a time. And you don't have to have, you know, hit whatever that bottom might be. It's taking what you've got today and moving forward. He talks about the fact that when you've had like a really traumatic experience, your brain takes a snapshot and the more highly charged and emotional that moment is, the more it's imprinted in your body. And so when you are reacting with fear to a situation, you're reacting from the past as opposed to reacting from the future because your body, your brain is designed to protect you and bring you back to stasis and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're aiming too high. Let's come back down. Let's come back down to where it's safe. And so if you just can be aware that those mechanisms are kicking up, those chemicals are kicking up, then it's easier to kind of put up with the discomfort, as you said. Our brain is hardwired sometimes, or, you know, it's reflecting on the past and it's even creating additional things in the past, that might have been a traumatic experience and not disrespecting whatever the experience was, but there's probably been more emotions added to it and added to it that might not have even really happened. Like it's, it's funny how the brain, so what he's trying to point out is your, your brain can do such amazing things that if you rewire it towards the future, instead of letting it really pull from the past and some experiences that are inflated that can be released. Um, there's so much, it opens up space. And what he shows is it opens up space for the future and for you to be able to work through that. I was thinking about a time when I was just really, really destitute, like really just like counting change out of a jar to get on the Metro. And it wasn't so long ago, you know, it was within the last 10 years. And in order to take the sting out of that trauma, I really had to think about how did that situation happen for me as opposed to to me? That's how you take the sting out of the trauma of it. And I was like, well, you know, it taught me that I could be down to my last few pennies and still survive. It taught me how to be resilient. It taught me to be resourceful, you know, and those 
things are going to be with me for the rest of my life. So was it such a bad thing that I went through such a low, low period? It also highlighted the fact that I was living completely far from source. And I'm not doing that now anymore. Everything I have today is a creation of my own. And I'm not living that life anymore. So why am I still reacting from the past? And I go back to being very specific for what you're grateful for. I am very grateful for and be very, not just beautiful weather, but elaborate on that. So getting into the practice of gratitude and getting very specific. Yes. The specificity is key. Imagine mm-hmm. like, you know, going to a travel agent and saying, well, I'd like to go out to Colorado. I'd like to go to Phnom Penh and I'd like to go to Utah. Well, which one is the travel agent supposed to book first? You know, but if you say, well, I definitely want to go to Phnom Penh and I want to go in August, I want to make sure that I go between August 23rd and 28th when it's not too hot and it's not the monsoon season. And I want to be back on a Sunday so I can readjust to my work week. That gives handles for the travel agent to be able to react on. And then once that ticket is bought, you wouldn't keep going back and asking the travel agent if you're still going. They'd think you're nuts. You know, you, you, you've bought the ticket, you're going, and, and it's done. And so it's the same way. Like once you sort of put it out into the universe that this is your wish with a great deal of specificity, then you just have to trust and know for allowing in the how that it's going to come to you. And when you put it out into the universe, Joya, and you put out the know and the how. Now you have to start feeding it just as if you're planting a seed, right? Just as if you're going to give it the care and attention and you're going to water it. You're going to make sure that pests don't get involved with it. You're going to make sure it has the right amount of light and it's going to grow and it's going to grow and it's going to bloom and it's going to become this wonderful thing. So when you put something out there like Paris or you put something out there like traveling to Utah or you put something out there like filling a room full of dynamic, energetic women, and that is what you put out there. Now you don't just leave that out there hanging out by itself, but you start to feed it and cultivate, you know.